Welcome to another edition of The Education Game. Uh, this is Matt Barnes with my co-host, Scott Van Beck, Dr. Scott, excuse me, Dr. Scott. How you Let's doing get that correct, Matt. That's right. That's right. Uh, and like I've said before, if I were a doctor, I would require my parents to call me doctor, my doctor to call me doctor, everybody would call me doctor. So, you know, on our show uh, today, we were doing a little something different. Like normally we have interviews with parents and we get a sense of where they are, what they're dealing with, their challenges. Today, we're doing something different because a lot of the parents that we're interacting with are asking us what they can do to build self-directed learners in their kids. Now, Scott and I are all about that. And Scott, you know, in, in previous podcasts and future podcasts is like the guru of helping parents develop a plan on, on, on doing just that. Uh, but today we've got on our show uh, a gentleman named Andrew Sachs, who has a voice for radio and a face for radio as well. Andrew. <laughs> well, good afternoon, and thank you very much for that introduction. <laughs> hey, welcome aboard. Uh, welcome to the education game. Uh, we're super excited to have you. I will tell you guys, just before Andrew uh, introduces himself, um, the work that he does is something that I have now inspired or almost required that my kids do as well because what they're doing at a his organization is called nobel explorers and you can find that online uh what is it noble dot uh, nobel explorers nobel explorers dot edu uh, noble explorers.com that's n-o-b-e-l explorers yes. right dot yep. com um so my kids are going to be joining up and doing some of his work as well uh and so again andrew do me a favor can we start by asking you to tell us about the, first of your background, like how'd you get into this education space? Because you're not an education guy. I know that your wife is an educator. How did you get into this space? And then, um, and then Scott is going to start peppering you with some other questions. Excuse me, Dr. Scott is going <laughs> to pepper you with a few other questions. Uh, and we'll go from there. Does that sound good? Awesome. All right. Before. Thank you, Matt, and uh, and thank you, Doctor Scott, um, for for having me today. Uh, I uh, you don't have to call me Doctor Scott. Just Matt. <laughs> just Matt's required to. All right. You know, I I think you touched on something um, that you know, people sometimes ask me, like, what are my educational credentials, right? And uh, my response is, I, I went to school and I married a teacher. Uh, I'm I'm an ed tech. I'm a technology person came from technology, proud parent of three wonderful kids and a husband to a wonderful teacher, you know, always looking for solutions for my kids and really knew from my experience with startups and video and internet, uh, what was necessary for kids to succeed in the world. And, you know, such things such as teamwork uh, and really saw that, uh, that many of these skills were something that was missing. Uh, as a matter of fact, almost actively discouraged in the environment that my kids were going through. And so I'd look to make a solution to help kids all over the world in an accessible and affordable way, get access to a, a world-class uh, education that focuses on STEM teamwork and leadership. Good, 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 good. Scott, let's, let's, let's pepper him now with questions because he's not an education guy. Uh, he's a tech guy pl playing in this education space. How dare he? Yeah, so, uh, Andrew, my first question is, who was the first commissioner of uh, U.S. education? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Very um, important question. No, hey, hey, so uh, you and I had a uh, conversation uh, a few days ago, and 
you said something really interesting that I've been thinking about since, and that is, so Nobel Explorers uh, basically captures time outside of the regular school space and time, right? Mm -hmm. yep. how, how did you tell, tell our audience what you told me in terms of how you came up with that theory of action? Because I think it's br brilliant. Mm. Uh, I haven't really followed uh, your lead on that. I want to just, you know, confront schools and, you know, we need to get like, their money and we need to get their time. But your theory of action is very interesting to me. And that is you just moved sort of all of your activity away from school time and away from school space. How'd you come up with that idea? It's brilliant. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, the um, I think I think part of it was just a realization of my of my my own decisions as a parent and how hard it was for me to see these opportunities for my kids and maybe what was missing. You know, I had I have three wonderful kids. I bought a a house at a good school district. My wife taught at the best middle school in Maryland, right? You know, my wife is an Ivy League person, right? Many, many of our, much of our identity is, is really surrounds the, the schools that our kids go to, both K to 12 as well as higher ed. But then let me tell a little story about picking my daughter up at school. So four years ago, I'm picking my daughter up at school. Uh, she's a nice kid, right? And she's talking to someone on the phone in, in a curt fashion. Goes on. I was thinking, that's kind of unusual, right? She hangs up. And I said, Lauren, what's wrong? And she says, well, I'm working on this school project, and I'm the only one that knows what's going on. And they worked on it without me. They messed it up. And now I have to stay up till four o'clock in the morning because I want to get a better grade. I uh, talked to her and, you know, I, was, I, I said, you know, I'm from technology. And I'm like, well, you know, the most important thing in life is teamwork. It's more important than your grade. It's more important than your bridge building skills, right? Mm. You know, um, and do you ever have those conversations with your kids where you're, you're pretty sure you absolutely didn't convey any of your points? Every moment. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was one of those days. I'm right there with you, Andrew. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we finished up and I, I woke up the next morning and I realized that everyone was learning the wrong lesson. Mm. That my daughter was learning uh, to do everything herself, uh, to tell everybody what to do. Right. And some kid was learning if he does nothing at all, but he, he's on Lauren's team, he'll probably still get an A. My daughter wasn't learning teamwork. She was learning unteamwork. Un-teamwork. Un-teamwork. Hmm. And, you know, there's lots of, Ken, Sir Ken Robinson, God rest his soul, you know, had some fantastic work on how do you bring about creativity and what do we need to do in education, right? You know, we talk about collaboration, we talk about creativity, we talk about all these skills that you need to succeed in the world. And yet I realized that my daughter was, was not experiencing those, right? Yeah. If anything, the more talented she was, the more un-teamwork she was learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. uh, and I, it struck me that if I don't see this, you know, and as, as in deep in technology as I am, how can I expect any other parent to see it? Yeah. yeah. Right? We got to go on break. When you come back, I want to hear about how it feels and what is it, what is it, what does it trigger in your brain when you hear about kids who are unlearning the things that they need to learn? We'll be back in a second. This is the education game.
Okay, we're back with the education game. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Community Health Choice, who has underwritten this show to make sure we can get information out to parents. Before the break, we were just talking to Andrew Sachs, uh, CEO of Nobel Explorers, an online learning platform, and he was just about to talk about how uh, how hard it is, or what does he feel when he hears about parents, or I'm sorry, children who are learning the exact opposite things that they need to learn. Andrew? You know, uh, I was lucky enough to be in technology uh, and engineering, and one of the things you learn very quickly, right, is that is that everything is, you know, we're, we are, we're far better as a team than we are alone, right? Mm. Uh, and and that, that's how you get these incredibly complex things done. And the whole world is that way now, right? It yeah. used to be at one point that maybe engineering was that way, uh, but every job is that way now, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we need our youth coming out with creativity, with collaboration, right? And yet our most talented students are going through what, what your son's going through and what my daughter went through, mm-hmm. right? Where they're learning that they really just rather work on things themselves. Um, there's, a, there's a negative correlation with IQ and leadership when your IQ goes above a certain amount. And, you know, this is uh, worth every nickel you paid for it. But I believe that that's a learned thing. That these kids learn not to rely on other people, not oh. to seek out for help. Not to not to listen to other ideas because yeah. they're always right. 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 Because they exist in a world where you can be always right. But so that's Scott, not the world. That's not the real world. Right. So Scott, you're the you're the educator among us. Uh, is that the world that kids are living in in school? That that you have to be right. And then and then what about the kids that aren't right? That aren't at the top. You know, fifteen or ten percent of the class. Oh, there's, there's definitely a pursuit for right in schools. But, you know, one of the things that I was, I, I was interested in uh, just listening to Andrew is uh, this absence of teamwork inside of schools. You know, because like when I was in, in, in schools, I'll tell you who demonstrated teamwork, athletic programs and fine arts programs. Mm. And the academic teachers, they didn't make so much fun about the fine arts teachers. Um, because I guess they liked them in the teacher's lounge better. Uh, they were inside the school where the coaches were sort of outside of the school. Yeah. But man, did they make fun of athletic coaches. Mm. And, you know, I remember one faculty meeting, you know, I asked the faculty, why, why, why do we make fun of the exact people who are teaching teamwork wow. to our kids, right? Wow. It's not happening in math classes, right? That's, that's kind of like a dog-eat-dog world, right? right. I, I'm going to beat you uh, right. so you can't beat me, right? So, yeah, I, I, I think the pursuit of, of being right, you know, and, and kids that are, that are so-called wrong, uh, but they're wrong in creative ways, uh, they don't get too much attention, you know? Yeah. People, yeah. Adults look at them like they're weird, right? So I'm going to send my kid to uh, Nobel Explorers. What? What is it? What tell tell our audience if you send a kid to this place called Nobel Explorers virtually? What happens? What 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 do you get? They sign up for a project, so they pick one of our learning pathways: coding, web design, cybersecurity. We have a, a new a new teacher tech check class that teaches you how to troubleshoot people's internet, and you learn about internet gateways and how the internet works and stuff like that, right? And then you join a team of other youth from around the globe. Uh, and you meet up with them in synchronous meetings. So maybe you meet over a month with a bunch of, uh, and, and you start to work on a project. 
right? And maybe you do a website design, maybe you make a cybersecurity, maybe you make a game, uh, maybe you make a project where you're going to help teachers in your, in your school and support them with their internet so that they don't have problems teaching online. Right. Uh, you work so, together. Oh. Let me just interrupt you. So, so I heard a couple things that just are like kind of the opposite of everything I've learned about, about school. So they're working on a project with people across the world, Brazil, Mexico, Spain, uh, UK, Italy, Serbia, Russia, uh, India, um, if we get the right time zone, uh, we can get everything from West Coast U.S. all the way to the Bangladesh. Wow! Uh, wow. And okay. Kenya. So uh, that's really that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So the idea of like, and I and I, I do remember seeing on your website kids from Uganda and Kenya. I mean, like this is every corner of the globe. Uh, so the idea of making this world smaller and people being kids being able to connect with other kids that have completely different cultural experiences. You know, I, I was talking to my kids about, uh, you know, Hey, um, uh, Ukraine. And they're like, I've heard of that. I don't know where that is. <laughs> right. So there's geography, there's all sorts of things that come in. So anyway, so, uh, so I interrupted you, but so, so what do the kids do? They build, uh, uh, websites and that sort of thing. Yep. So they might build a website. They might do a game. They might do a project where they uh, uh, where they're helping people troubleshoot their internet. Uh, they they might do a financial plan for a startup. How do they How do they develop these projects? Are these projects that you present to them as options? Uh, so they'll pick like a learning pathway, a, a beginning subject. So it might be cybersecurity, right? So okay. So we're going to learn about gateways, and we're going to create a uh, a honeypot. Right, so where we can go and and work together and see what's actually happening out on the internet, monitor that honeypot, so every all these kids, uh, eight kids from around the globe, can go in and look to see, you know, who's trying to attack it, where are the attacks coming from, right? Uh, so you and, just used a term that uh, you know most of us have no idea what a honeypot is, other so, than. Uh, a literal pot full of honey. That's not what you mean, is it? <laughs> My apologies. In the cybersecurity world, it's a virtual machine you put out on the internet so that it can attract hackers. And, oh. and, and people get a realization, you know, you're sitting in your home and that that gateway, that thing with the antennas on it, right? That's like your front door to the internet. And, uh, yeah. and the internet's kind of nasty. And we give How kids a little flavor of what's really out there in a safe way. Right. right. How interesting. Yep. They, they get badges, right? They get badges. Uh, yeah. They so it's all it's all based on mastery and accomplishment and helping others. the The mastery comes from demonstrating a skill over over many projects. So being witnessed by many instructors, and then and then they you kind of get to the point where where you can show by having been awarded the badge in many circumstances that you're doing it all the time or most of the time without any assistance. It's kind of like a, you, you've shown that you can do it in a, in a good way over a long period of time. So you have, you have either an expert or experts that are working with each team. Mm -hmm. And I would, I, I would guess, and I, I'd like you to talk more about this because I think uh, our, our audience would be interested in this. There's some type of feedback loop. Absolutely. Right? Now, between the expert back to the team. What does that look like? Well, the kids, as they go into these projects, they pick these learning pathways. And then one of the things that the kids do, one of the sets of, uh, of soft skills that they learn, right, is actually in feedback. So the very first one is asking for help. 
Another one's giving and receiving feedback about your work, giving and receiving feedback about your behavior. As the students uh, master those skills, they become part of a, like an assistant instructor team, right? And they can uh, work with the kids uh, and improve the coursework, give them feedback about their behavior, give feedback to each other. And as we know, you know, other people can really help us improve and gain self-awareness. Hmm. And then, and then just those feedback amongst those kids elevates their capability very quickly. So if I could jump in here. So I've I heard a couple of things and I want to kind of summarize for the parents that are out there listening. Now we are not, you know, Scott and I aren't endorsing Nobel Explorers, but we want parents to understand what is out there, right? This is one of ex one examples that actually I'm personally pretty excited about, but one example of how a completely different set of learning is going on in the world that our kids oftentimes get zero exposure to, and it's the exact skill set that they need going forward. So Andrew, briefly, before we need to take our, take our next break, talk about how you know, your experience with scouting and the skills that were uh, really important back 100 you know, years ago and how you're now thinking about Nobel Explorers. Absolutely. So my, my, I was in scouting, I was assistant scout master, my son was an Eagle Scout. Right. And one of the wonderful things about scouting is it's being really youth led uh, mm -hmm. and focus on leadership and the youth teaching other youth. Right. Uh, and we really built that into uh, Noble Explorers. Right. The, the, the gain in character, the fact that as you teach something to somebody else, you learn it in more depth. You develop the social emotional skills that you need, the leadership skills that you need in life. And you bring along that next generation learner it was just a, a wonderful thing that scouting put into practice. Uh, and we, we brought in the Noble Explorers, and it's been really an engine of tremendous growth, uh, both in terms of technical skills as well as in leadership and soft skills for the kids. So the idea of soft skills is something that I always bristle at because, um, you know, giving feedback is not a soft skill. That is a hard, tangible, hugely important skill. Self-awareness, asking for help, teaching others, those are things that you just described. Um, and, I, you know, I... I Honestly, I can't think of a single circumstance where this sort of thing is encouraged in a typical classroom. So let's do this. When we come back, uh, Andrew, I want to hear more about your growth. We need to take a quick break um, and what uh, is planned for the future. Uh, so give me a moment. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. This is The Education Game. Okay, we're back with the education game. Uh, this is Matt and Dr. Scott Van Beck. Uh, we're meet, talking with Andrew Sachs, who is the CEO of, CEO, right, Andrew? Yep. Yeah, of Nobel Explorers, which is an online learning platform uh, that connects kids with other kids across the world to do tech uh, and problem solving, much of, and learn a, a ton of skills that are con considered soft skills, most of which kids will not learn in their educational experience. And so Scott, as the, again, the, the lone educator in the group today, um, you had some thoughts about uh, further questions for Andrew, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and I, man, I appreciate, uh, this is the third time that you've said that I'm the lone educator. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate being, being sing, singled out on that. But playing the role of, of, of the lone educator, um, you know, the world I kind of grew up in professionally 
was built all around uh, the credit structure, right? And it was built on seat time. And uh, earlier in the program, I heard you talk about badges and competencies, right? So as a entrepreneur uh, and as someone who went through formal education, because you're an electrical engineer, right? Yep. Right? Yep. How do you balance those two? Uh, uh, great question. And the answer is I only care about your skills. I've been, I've been in technology for 25 years. I only care about your skills. All right. Let's, let's, let's ask that a different way, Scott, because that, <laughs> that can't be right. So, Andrew, you're saying that if I have or my son or daughter has a degree from XYZ uh, University um, where they learned a lot of good information, uh, but they're not very competent in their skills, you're saying that they're not of interest to you? Uh, I'm interested in them to the extent of their skills, right? What can mm-hmm. they do? The, you know, the information that's out in the world, right? There's just a, you know, it would fill an encyclopedia the size of Dallas, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, 10 feet deep, right? Uh, what you know, the information you know, isn't nearly as important as what you can do with information, right? Mm-hmm. And, and those skills and being able to work with different teams, having skills in particular areas, right? Those are the things that really matter. How do, how do you get your parents and your, I, I think like kids can make that shift easier than like their moms and dads. How do you, like, how do you coach into that? We, we don't, um, when we, when we bring them into Noble Explorers, your, your, your kids are still going to school, right? And this is like a supplemental activity. This is like, you know, scouting for the 21st century, right? It's uh, instead of instead of square knots and lean tos, it's cybersecurity and soft skills, right? Uh, so you don't have to. You're not you're not forgoing the the traditional learning, right? This is the this is supplemental. So it gives you it's an opportunity for those kids to develop those skills, and they might be professional hard skills, they might be teamwork, they might be leadership skills, they might be management skills, right? And they don't have to make that choice. Uh, and I and I think we earlier in the podcast, I. I had realized that for myself that I was not willing to risk my own child, right. And, and forego a college education, right. Even though I knew these skills were important, right. Uh, and I wanted my daughter and my kids to have those skills. Uh, I wanted them to have them in addition to the college education. So you kind of played the school game. Yep. Yeah. It's hard, yeah. hard to avoid in America. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you about that. So Scott, uh, the school game means I get good grades. I complete assignments as that as they're asked. I then take the SAT course. I do well. I go to college for four years, and then I come out and I find a good job. Tell me about how that breaks down. Or Scott, what, I don't know if that's the right question. You know, should shouldn't parents play that game? I think uh, I think there's there's ways you can play that game to the to to the best uh, to the best outcome for your family. Right. So you could play that game at $70,000 a year uh, for some institution that doesn't actually give you skills or job placement on the back end. Right. Um, uh, You could also play that game in a very affordable fashion that that focuses on on acquiring skills uh, on making sure that that you don't end up in an incredible amount of debt. Right or or family uh, you know uh, family resources spent on the college education, and at the same time supplement that experience 
with things that actually do give you the skills that you need in, uh, in for this for this 21st century workforce. Uh, and I think that's what that's what we tried to focus on in a fa- as a family was okay. Uh, in America, you can't. It's not like you you can forego this game over here, right? There's so much signaling going on about having a college degree and 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 the the, the other things in life, uh, job opportunities and other op- other things that actually get get cued off of that. So I can't forego that. But at the same time, I want to make sure that my 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 youth actually acquires the skills that they need to succeed in this new world. So I tried to pl- try to play that game. Uh, to to the sort of optimal level that you can in America. Yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, I'm sorry, Scott. Just that's by the way why this is called the education game because <laughs> there is this gamesmanship that's happening, right? So sorry, Scott. Continue. No, I I, I want to uh, dive deeper into this because I I find this uh, extremely uh, interesting and uh, uh, hopefully interesting to our uh, listening audience and. And that is so, so like Google is just coming out with their so-called coursework that is very, very different than what you would experience inside of a traditional school space. Um, like Andrew, like, isn't there going to be a confrontation? I mean, is it like right now you're kind of peacefully existing outside of this place called school but like do you ever foresee a future where when you're talking to some of your parents and your kids you're going to basically say you know what it's a lot better to spend time with nobel explorers than the time you're spending in school i uh i hope i never have that conversation with anyone (laughs) Right. Um, I think I think there are some I think there are some very good school programs out there. Right. Uh, I think we provide youth with uh, a complementary education. Right. Uh, on STEM items, on leadership, on teamwork, on, on many of these other professional skills. Right. The uh, um, I think every parent and every uh, every family has to make those decisions for themselves. Right. But at the same time, uh, there's lots of room in there, you know, from the time that they're eight to the time that they're, you know, getting out of, uh, out of high school, for them to acquire those skills that are really important in life. Uh, and I think, uh, I think you can provide them with that opportunity and, and not have to force them to make a decision, right? Um, yeah, actually, actually, we, we figured out once uh, that... Uh, uh, the total out of school learning time uh, out distance uh, in school learning time. So kids that are with you um, from three o'clock to let's say 11 o'clock, you know, whatever, whatever that time is plus weekends, you actually have more time uh, with that learner than the school district has. Sure. Sure. And, and, you know, we, we, we don't want to, we don't want to load these kids down any more than they've already been. I think one of the, one of the ills that we've done as as parenting and education is that we've kind of created this notion that you need to work and work and work, right? Uh, We're human, right? We need to take a break. We need to, we need to let our kids uh, step off the pedal a little bit in life, right? Um, But, you know, uh, from that time that they're, you know, while they're in school, right? 
let's give them other enriching opportunities, right? So you might have academics and you might have the core subjects, uh, but let's give them other enriching opportunities that really do give them the skills that they need, right? Let's, yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's give them the teamwork and, and maybe they don't learn, maybe they don't see teamwork elsewhere, right? But if they learn it in one place and they know what it is and they can recognize it, right. that will be with them for the rest of their life. Right, right. So again, let, let me summarize before we need to go take a quick break. Um, I love the language of scouting for the 21st century. Um, instead of, what did you say? Instead of building lean twos and fire building, uh, it's cybersecurity and what was it? Uh, what did you say? Tech development? Soft skills. Soft, Soft skills. skills. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love <laughs> the idea of less is better. And But on when we come back from a break, I'm going to press you, Andrew, because the cost of playing the old game and playing the new game is very, very high. And so we've got a lot of parents who can't afford to do both. And a lot of those kids suck at the old game. They are not, they're not doing well in this, you know, this rigid structure of grades and completion, uh, et cetera. And so when we come back, I want to get a sense of like, as we start to close our podcast for today, I want to get a sense of what should we be telling those parents whose kids are not doing well and who can't afford uh, to play the old game. This hey, Matt, is the, hey, oh, Matt, yes. Matt uh, you can ask me that question as long as you don't introduce me as the lone educator. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> talk this, about that too. And, and, and let, me, let me say this, and this is the education game. <laughs> Okay, we're back for our final segment. Um, this is the education game with Scott, Dr. Scott Van Beck and Andrew Sachs, and I'm Matt Barnes, uh, talking about Nobel Explorers. When we left the break, um, I was getting animated because uh, there are so many kids who do not do well in the old educational model of grades and you know this rigid curriculum and et cetera. It, frankly, that's the majority of kids, y'all. Let's be clear about that. Um, and, and the lower income families can't really afford to play the old game well and to prepare their kids for this new economy, this 21st century stuff that you're talking about. So what do we tell, and this is really for everybody, what do we tell a parent whose kids are getting, you know, the, the gentleman sees, <laughs> uh, or worse, they're reading behind grade level, they don't like school, they're disengaging, uh, they see no future for themselves. Okay, I'm going to answer it um, and and try to uh, encourage uh, Andrew to change his answer uh, that he uh, that he offered up uh, earlier in the podcast. My answer to that is this is a moral and ethical issue. Uh, if you if you know of kids that are drowning inside of these spaces called schools, it is your responsibility to get that kid out of that condition. Um, and so I, I hear Andrew say, you know, I kind of want to stay out of school. You know, we've got the in school. Uh, but like my encouragement, when I look at Nobel uh, Explorers in like five to 10 years, uh, it would really excite me to see Andrew and his group and other, and, and other groups start 
pushing into that school space because like like Matt said, like school districts try to make the argument that that's sacrosanct. Um, actually, what it is, it's not sacrosanct. It's it's toxic, right? So that would be my encouragement to you, Andrew. And I'd just like to hear, like, what, what do you think about that? Have you have you been pushed in that direction before? Uh, great, great question. Um, I think we have a lot of, I think being outside the system, we have many, many more freedoms than, than those inside the system. Right. And, you know, uh, I think, honestly, I think the system would actually crush me today. Um, you know, I loved math. I was, I was given a great a deal of freedom. I'd learned math on my own. Right. Um, uh, went on to compete, uh, you know, nationally in mathematics, um, today, I wonder, would I have the same passion that I had as a, as a child with as much testing and focus and grades and competitiveness that we have today in the system? Mm. Uh, you know, I think we've got phenomenal teachers and administrators and, you know, uh, all trying to do the best job for our system, for our kids, but they exist under a set of rules, uh, you know, and, and evaluations and teaching to the test that while it has the best intentions at heart, I think ends up crushing many students, right? Yeah. Uh, and teachers too, by the yeah. way. Right. And I was going to say, you know, in my conversations with teachers, they wish they had more freedoms, but they are really bound, uh, bound by the system that, that, uh, that they're operating in. So would I wish that, would I wish, uh, what do I wish for? I wish that, that schools would be unleashed, that teachers could teach again, mm -hmm. uh, that they could, uh, that they wouldn't be worried about, you know, uh, the scores that rolled up to, you know, the state level that they could really uh, form connections with their students and, uh, and not worry about that state testing that comes in. That's what I wish for more than anything else. I've got a question as we start to close our time together. I've got a question that I try to ask a lot of our, our interviewees. And the question is this, uh, if you could teleport your 12 year old self to 2020, and ask, and essentially, what would you tell your 12-year-old self if he were sitting in front of you right now, having about to move through the educational system as it, as it currently is structured? All right. Probably start with uh, your parents aren't going to become stupid. Uh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, could you uh, talk to my 17 and 16 and 14 year old kids? It, 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 oh, by the way, it's biological. So don't feel offended as a parent. Uh, uh, probably, probably the second one, you know, is obviously follow your passion, right? Don't, don't let, don't let the rigidity of school or what you think it's telling you to do uh, drive your learning, right? Follow, find something of interest, develop that interest and, and, and learn and grow in that area. Right. Uh, it, you know, outside of school, you know, connect with professionals, connect with whatever, you know, do make make real learning uh, on your own pace in your own in your own way. Uh, and then probably third is really probably tell the 12 year old self just how critical soft skills and collaboration and leadership really are in the world. Right. Uh, kind of give give myself a little heads up that, hey, you know, you're getting recognized for all these individual achievements in school. But that's not how the world works. Uh, and the most important skills you can acquire are going to be empathy, connect, connection with others, leadership, teamwork, 
right? Uh, and and that and that that's where you want to you want to put your time and energy. I think we need to invite Andrew back uh, for a second podcast because I wrote down what he just wrote. Your parents aren't stupid. It's you. <laughs> oh my God! Like if I if I could have had that, my my kids are all grown right now. You know, I'm not stupid. It's you, right? Oh my God. That's that's so powerful. We could do a podcast all on the ramifications of it's not your parents. It's let's, you. let's only do podcasts on that point from this point on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right, Scott, I know you had right, a question. So, Go ahead. so yeah. So so uh, parents listen to us, or at least we think they do. We hope they do. Um, you work in a space out of school. Uh, you know, you don't have to name name the company, but what is on your radar uh, out there as you look and you say, wow, you know, they are working in really cool space right now. Um, what, what could you share with, uh, with parents? You mean like, uh, like areas for kids to get excited about for careers? Yeah. Or, 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 you know, programs that are similar to yours, but they're kind of working in different space than sure. science technology. Yeah. Uh, and I'd I'd like him to actually name names because this is this is a service for parents. So if you uh, a, amen amen no no well, would would love to you know I I think uh, I think we're all uh, I think we talked a little bit earlier about how mathematics is still it's just a gateway thing for so many careers right and so many kids are are crushed by our current mathematical mathematics system. Uh, Joe Bowler out of Stanford is doing a great job really bringing along kids uh, in, in, this, in this way of, you know something, everyone can do math. Um, and, 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 and that we think of ourselves as math people and not math people. And that's actually totally not true. Uh, so I would urge parents to, to go look at that content. Uh, and there's lots of, lots of good resources there. Look for supplemental programs based off of that. Really yeah, help having your child uh, really develop uh, an appreciation. You know, math is a language, right? Uh, you know, it's it, it's used to describe the physical world. It's a and it's a beautiful language, and every child can learn to appreciate and love math, and their soul doesn't have to get crushed by grades. Yeah, and Andrew, uh, for for our listening audience, our parents <laughs> primarily, uh, how do they learn more about you? Uh, sure, uh, you can hit our website. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, and uh, uh, the website is noblexplorers.com. Uh, and then you can actually look for the Noble Explorers community up on Facebook. Uh, you'll see not only myself, but you'll see our whole team, right? And you'll see lots of parents in our community uh, up there sharing the work, sharing what we're doing, and sharing our passion for our kids' learning. Well, um, Andrew, thank you for being on the show today. I hope that the parents listening can hear the possibilities and kind of where things and where learning is progressing. Andrew, thanks. Uh, Dr. Scott, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. I'm, I'm really excited about parents starting to kind of peek into the future and see that there's a different way to learn. One final uh, uh, just coaching piece uh, for families out there. You have options. Hmm. Explore them. Execute on them. Take advantage of them. Yeah. 
That's all I got, man. Amen. Awesome. Amen. All right. And again, Scott, our work is to help parents develop a plan so that they can execute on their options. So listen, I want to yes, personally, sir. Yes, yes. Sir. So I want to personally thank all of you for listening today. Um, this is the education game. It's brought to you by Community Health Choice and produced by Pottery Studios. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast and learn more about the show at theeducationgame.com. There, you can also sign up for one of our webinars. We do them regularly. We've got one coming up this weekend, uh, pretty much every other weekend. You can even schedule an opportunity to call in to the show to speak with myself or Scott directly. You can call him Scott. I have to call him Dr. Scott. Again, the website is theeducationgame.com. And our guest this week has been Andrew Sachs. Uh, Our producer for the show is Bo York. And I've been your host, Matt Barnes, along with Dr. Scott. Uh, Again, you can call him Scott, Dr. Scott Manbeck. I look forward to speaking with you again in the very soon, in the very near future, right here on The Education Game. 